On that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranthers. I want to thank all the subscribers to our email, benstein.substack.com. If you go there tomorrow, you'll see Ben's new piece, which should be up at spectator.org. Uh, it's a brilliant piece. I encourage everybody to read that piece. And uh, thank you for all the love on the downloads and the comments on Apple. They are amazing. We are joined on the World According to Ben Stein tonight by our regular Mr. Emotional himself, the number one talk show host in all of the fourth. You're really the fourth by market share in all of American conservative talk from the Kendall yes. and Casey show. Rob Kendall, Mr. Emotional, 91, I not, bam. I would not lie. I would not lie. Ben, I hope in the shortages and supply chain issues that your veal continues to roll in uh, all throughout the year. We lost Ben. We lost you for a second, Ben. We lost your audio. Well, in the meantime, as we wait to get Ben back, Ben, did you? Ben, did you? You didn't mute you. Ben, you. I. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not coming. Uh, it's uh the sound is a little I, did something happen did you uh this is great for the people by the way that are list that are listening you could always watch us do this um ben uh click the next to mute click the arrow button up and what does it say select a microphone I heard you for a second. I heard you for a second. We're going to have dead air for a second. Yeah, it's on. It 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 shouldn't have I don't know what happened. We heard you perfectly, perfectly loud and clear. Um you know what I'm going to do, Ben? I you Ben, you know what we're going to do? We're going to uh, I'm going to do this for a second and then I'm going to prompt you again. So hold on, Ben, and then take the prompt and hopefully in the digital age, it'll all work out, Ben. Uh, let's pray, Rob. Rob, you got your praying shoes on? I got it. I got it on. Yeah, we got, we got, we, 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 uh, we, let's, uh, let, let's pray. And Ben, you got to hit the video and the audio button. Fingers crossed. Hit the audio and speak. Nothing's coming out. Um, I'll tell you what, Ben, do me a favor. Grab the white thing and just pull it out. Grab that white cord and pull it out. One here. Perfect. Yes. And the show wouldn't be complete without, of course. Should I put it back in now? No, leave it out. Uh, the show would be incomplete without multiple Emmy Award winner. Ben Stein, speechwriter to many presidents, friend to many, Mr. Generosity himself, except husband to the greatest wife in the world, but most importantly, second most importantly, Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. But not much of a doctor when it comes to operating on computers or the internet. No, and I will be there with you Thursday night, rain, sleet, nor snow, because we have on Thursday night to everybody, the future governor of the great state of Pennsylvania, 
so there we are. Ben Stein, tonight's name of the show is, is there anybody happy? Jimmy, pretty much, is there anybody happier than Jimmy Carter right now? And your reasoning is that we all thought he was the worst there could possibly be as president, and Biden has shown that there could be someone worse. That's uh, worse is mild, Ben. Well, I, I I would like to say, if I may, in a spirit of Christian charity, that uh, I think that Jimmy Carter was a terrible, terrible president and, kind of, and not a very smart person. Uh, Biden is doing something right. He's sending arms and plenty of them to U- the Ukraine. And so I think that's good. And I'm proud of him for that. He has caused this inflation. He excuse me, more or less single-handedly caused the inflation. That is a catastrophe for the free market system and for many, many tens of millions of Americans. Uh, he has refused to accept any responsibility for that. And I do not know what kind of morons are advising him, but I did get a little bit of a clue on on, on uh, either TV or the radio today when someone told me that uh, someone on the TV or radio said that his main advisor on the environment is a person who is a maniacal, maniacal, I believe is the way it's really pronounced, environmentalist uh, who started various environmental tech funds uh, and is just a, a wild man on this subject. And I think that person really has done about as much damage to the households of America as any one individual has ever done. Uh, you know, well said. And Again, it's, I get where you're. I get where you're, we we can't look at one thing, Rob. I mean, look at to fill up a tank in Los Angeles for a 13 gallon tank today cost a hundred dollars, Rob. I'm paying more than that. I'm pay, I just paid seven thirty one. Seven thirty one. But I'm saying within if you the last to, half hour. But if you were to fill up your tank because you ne- never let it go empty, but for some people, if like you're at four miles left in your tank and you have a 20 gallon tank, that would be about at least 150 to $160 you were spending to fill up your tank. Uh, Ben, it's it's not looking good. Well, the the main thing about it is there was no point to it. There was no reason to do it. I mean, Mr. Nixon uh, faced the superinflation of the late 70s and early 80s, uh, and uh, Mr. Nixon and Mr. Ford, uh, there was a reason. It was because Mr. Nixon supported Israel in the uh, Yom Kippur War. And so the Arab states, because they were so frustrated that they couldn't beat Israel, even though they had the enormous majority in men and uh, equipment, uh, but they panicked. They decided they would punish America by having an oil embargo. And uh, so that caused the inflation. But there's been no such thing in this in this particular case. All that happened was one idiot uh, in the White House, friend of the president, told him stop fracking. There was no reason to do it. There was no evidence that fracking was in any way seriously or even moderately or even in any way significantly damaging the earth or damaging the environment. But Mr. Biden did it. And uh, that started the ball rolling for there to be a gigantic shortage of oil, hence the enormous uh, jump in prices of oil and refined oil products. And that has been a, an absolute catastrophe. 
So, Rob, I, I mean, I'm always curious because you're on the ground and you get tons of people calling you into your show and leaving you messages. I mean, gas prices have to be on their mind and frightening them. Well, it is the story, right? I mean, gas here is now over $5 a gallon, so it's not uh, quite what you and Ben are paying. But uh, for us in our modest homes here in central Indiana, it's uh, it's a huge deal. I don't put any oil, any gasoline in my home. <laughs> you, you're going to feel it. That, well, I don't know. You won't feel it this winter because you live out in Southern California. But people are going to feel gas this winter. I mean, gas is going to crush people this winter. That's something nobody's paying any attention to. You mean this and, summer? No, no, no. I'm talking about gas, like gas that you use to heat your home. I know, but it's summertime. Well, I know, but that's I, 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 what I'm trying to say is every facet of the energy yeah. sector yes. is getting crushed on price. And my new thing is, other than driving to work, I don't leave the town I live in anymore. Let me just say, let me just about gas. I had a very close friend who had a relative who was uh, with a fire department, emergency paramedics. And he occasionally would have uh, people call in in New York and say that they were having heart attacks. And what he said was that 90% of the time, it was not a heart attack, it was gas. And 10% of the time, it really was a heart attack. And, was, uh, but however, let's get straight here. What kind of idiot would stop fracking, stop a significant, important source of hydrocarbons into the American economy, make us more dependent on Russia, more dependent on Saudi Arabia, more dependent on Iran. What kind of idiot would do that for no return whatsoever? It's just pure sabotage. If you think of the Rosenbergs and think of them as being spies for Joseph Stalin and helping Stalin get the atom bomb. Okay, they were traitors. They were ex should have been executed and they were executed. Uh, but uh, they had, a, at least they had a purpose. The purpose was to help the communists get the atom bomb. It was a horrible, satanic, evil purpose, as evil as evil could be. But it was a purpose. On the other hand, Mr. Biden had no purpose at all for stopping fracking. There was just no reason for it at all. Why did he do it? Because he had a person who was not very smart and not very well advising him. And this tells us another thing which I learned a long time ago when I used to be a teacher about securities law and also an expert witness in very many complicated securities law cases. And that was that the people on Wall Street are not that smart. The guy who's been telling Mr. Biden to stop fracking has been, is a former Wall Street bigwig in the energy sector. And he's the one, he is the main evil person, the something or other in the woodpile who is telling uh, Americans that they're just going to have to suck it up and have their lives be ruined by doubling or tripling of gasoline prices. And Rob, is it well said? And Rob, isn't it always, I don't think he just has one person. He's, and I said this to Ben, we were in the car yesterday, and I said, he's got different factions destroying the country. So that guy is one person 
controlling one thing of the destruction, Rob. Then you have the people, you have the social justice people being the other aspect of the people destroying it. You have this this cabal, this consortium of people there, Rob, that are literally, their goal is to destroy this country. I don't think there's any question about it, Rob Kendall. I, I think there's, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, Rob Kendall. I beg your pardon. Well, I was just going to say, I'm not sure you could ever have a president as bad as Buchanan, because obviously what he did led to the Civil War. Wait a second, 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 wait just a second. I assume you know that Buchanan was gay. Now, are you saying this about him because he was gay? No, Ben, I'm saying that because he was a terrible president who caused the Civil War. How did he cause the Civil War? By being gay? That's it, isn't it? <laughs> Only on the world, according to Van Stein. And uh, I had no idea Buchanan was gay, and it's his month. It's LGBTQ SRT month. Uh, happy Pride. And I, and I want to know, I want to know, by the way, what is the difference between gay and queer? You've been asking this for months. And I, I we, know. We, well, does anyone have and any we, idea? I, I've given does you the definition. Any, well, does and, anyone have any idea? We, 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 but, but who knows? But, Rob, get back to it, please. Well, my, my point was it would be almost impossible to reach the level of Buchanan. But Biden somehow oh, is, oh, is oh. rapidly closing in on Buchanan level of awful. And he's only been in office for 17 months. Well, I would like to speak up for Buchanan. Because uh, at the point where Buchanan was president from 1857 to 1861, uh, things had gotten so out of control in terms of hostility and anger about slavery. Uh, I don't think it could have been it could it could have been avoided. But again, there was a purpose for the Civil War. Yes, it was an evil purpose. The purpose was for the South to keep its slaves. And that was a thoroughly evil purpose. It was a horrible thing to say to one man that he may own another man or woman, but to own another human being. That is just absolutely outrageous. It is unheard of, except at Wall Street law firms. But let me say, at least there was a purpose. Mr. Biden, that a-hole, had no purpose at all. He just did it because he was an idiot. Now, as to your very, very smart point, Judah M. Friedman, yes, there are lots of other things going on besides the blockage of fracking. There, there is all this nonsense and insanity about diversity. And that is terrifying. That is just blood-curdling. I, I would like to tell you my own pitiful little story I live in Beverly Hills. I'm sure I won't live here much longer, but I live in Beverly Hills with my beautiful wifey, St. Alex, and uh, a couple of blocks from us is the polling place. And I was going to go in there and vote. I had my booklet with me to study it and uh, to decide who to vote for. I did not recognize one single name as being an American name like Kendall. Not one, and they're all like multi-syllable names from faraway places. I don't even know if they were citizens. Not one of them seemed like an American, but that's a sort of a joke. I don't care what their names are. I don't know what they stand for. I don't know what anyone stands for. I don't know what anyone in the lovely Los Angeles Center of the Universe could do to clean up the mess that we have in Los Angeles. And I don't know what anyone can do at this point now to clean up the mess 
that is the United States of America. We had a great man, a genuinely great man, Donald Trump, trying to clean up America and to, again, make America great, which is not, people say it as a joke. It's not a joke. He really meant it, and he was making progress towards doing it. That's all stopped and gone into reverse. The country is falling apart in many different ways. Guess Robert Kendall. I still can get veal when I'm at the Morningside Country Club. But who knows how much longer that will last. Perfectly and, said. And, and, and Rob, maybe I should change the title tonight. Is there anybody happier than Buchanan? Okay. Uh, just, just, <laughs> just for you, Rob. But to, to Ben's point, it's... Uh, and again, why I go to the, what are the people saying? I mean, the people in your town right now, you're, you, you live in the heart of America. Indiana is extremely important. Uh, what are they saying? What are they doing? How angry are they? Well, I mean, people are starting to have to make choices, right? Like, I mean, again, we say this, I'm not joking when I'm telling you, I'm not leaving my town other than to go to work. Everything I need, grocery store, whatever is here. It's too expensive. And you're going to start choking off major sectors of the economy, especially as it relates to travel, tourism, things like that, because it's it's financially unfeasible now for people to many people to go any sort of distance. And yet, amazingly, and I re I'm really not saying this as a joke, amazingly, it is hard to book travel. Uh, I've had a friend who wants to travel and I've been trying to uh, refer her to my travel agent and travel is hard to book. Where where are people getting the money for it? And the fares are phenomenal. I just took my own bad self and a couple of my nurses to Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. The fares were absolutely unbelievable. But the planes were full, absolutely jam-packed. Well, maybe that's understand. because they have less planes. That's why she's having a harder time booking travel is because there are less planes. Fewer, and I think. You you're fewer, fewer planes and they're stuffing a bunch of people. Rob wouldn't know this because Rob don't fly. And uh, But Rob, to your point, you're right. Summer's coming but up. But he is a fly guy. He, oh, <laughs> but Rob, summer is coming up and people are gonna be having to make these decisions. And there's going to be the decisions of, we know we're going to have blackouts. It's already been said. We're going to have blackouts, brownouts. People are going to have, people are half going to have to make, people are going to die because they're going to have to make the decision, Rob, do I leave the air conditioning on or not? Yeah. And, and I know blackouts where you're at are not, not to say that they're a common thing, but they, you're used to them there way more than we are here. And now they're talking about here. They're saying, Indiana, get ready for potentially rolling blackouts which is something really that doesn't get experienced here. I mean, the so many facets of American society are changing so rapidly that people have no idea how to deal with these things. And, 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 and I might add, I think if, if I may say this, uh, to kudos, or kudos, or however it's pronounced, to Judah, because these can be solved with money. Uh, the, the problem of a, a dictatorship taking over in America and people losing the right to free speech, people losing the right to freely congregate to protest policies of the government, that is far more important. The, the tragedy of the destruction and the demolition of the Constitution, uh, is that, that is breathtaking. And I want to go back again. And I don't think it can be mentioned often enough. I want to see when we're going to see the trial of the person who killed 
that woman who was trying just to come inside and see the Capitol, who was not in any sense whatsoever causing any harm. When are we going to see the trial of the people who did that? When are we going to see the trials of people who are locking up demonstrators who did no harm at all? You know, it's so in interesting. You... Environment. When are we going to see the end of the, when are we going to see at least some light shed on the Bolshevism, the NKVD that has become the American government? It's so interesting you bring this up because I have a personal, a bit of a personal thing in this, Rob, where, um, uh, one that person that was dressed up in a certain way, uh, whose name is Mustafsky, was I grew up. I, I knew, knew him when he was a kid, and he he's doing eight months in jail, Rob. Eight months in jail. They banned the video on YouTube from the New York Post, who's not about just an interview interviewing him about January sixth. And they were asking him, I don't know if you saw the story, Rob, but they were like, where did you get the shield, the police vest? He's like, it was on the ground. Where did you get the shield? It was on the ground. And it literally, and they've banned this video. He's in prison for eight months, Rob. Ben, you are a you are a man, you are a man of the law. You understand the I am law. a lawyer, sir. I am indeed a straight lawyer, sir. Yes. And uh, if I ever have the great misfortune of being uh arrested, I will be calling Ben Stein to please do, sir. legal please advice. Do. Please do. How can you arrest someone if police officers, which we literally saw this on tape or security, are seen telling people to come into the Capitol. I still you don't can, understand that. You can do it if you no longer have regard for the Constitution. You can do it if you no longer have regard for law. You can do it if you are running a dictatorial state uh, run by political uh, elites who do not consider themselves responsible to either the common law or the Constitution. And yes, you are so right. If this kind of thing had happened before I entered Yale Law School in the mid 60s, I am sure we would have spent a lot of time talking about it. I am quite sure now that in the Bolshevik state of American legal practice that uh, you can't even bring it up. No, it's, you can't. You can't bring it up on Fox News either. I mean, I guess you can a little bit. Peter Navarro, I mean, to, 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 to a 72 year old, to anybody, okay, forget about his age. And I think sometimes they, we, we want to forget about his age for for anybody to have to to to, to have to go through what Peter Navarro uh, Rob went through of of uh, the, the handcuffs, strip search, strip search, boots around, put in Hinkley's cell simply because the day before he said, I mean, Navarro is an important figure, and especially in the Trump sphere, he wasn't anywhere in the sphere. Even if he was, he didn't do it. I mean, Rob. Well, and think about, again, there hasn't been one investigation, nothing about cities, major metropolitan cities all over this country that were rioted and looted on a yeah. nightly basis in 2020. I mean, yeah. we've gone to the ends of the earth for January 6th, but not one investigation about Portland, Seattle, Indianapolis, Chicago, nothing. Or even my beloved Beverly Hills, where I'm, I am now sitting in a chair and a few, several, well, a year and a half or so ago, uh, there were demonstrators marching around this room. I wasn't here. My wife was. I was in South Carolina visiting my son. Uh, and uh, they were marching around saying, eat the rich. And that is, and as far as I know, not one of those people has been prosecuted at all. And no police have been prosecuted for failing to protect the people of Beverly Hills. I mean, what's going on here? 
what happened? Where, where's the law? Where is the law? And this is what I keep saying. We, we as Republicans, I know Judah, I'm not sure he considers himself a Republican anymore, but we as Republicans say, what should be our platform? What are we speaking up for? And I say safety and security, safety and security. It is time that Americans felt safe again and felt that the police were on our side. You know why I don't, and I'm gonna say this to you right now, you wanna know why I don't uh, feel like a Republican anymore? Because Mitch McConnell could stand from the pulpit and every day be shouting exactly what Ben Stein is saying, Rob. Every day, Mitch That'll McConnell be could be could be saying this, and he doesn't say it, and 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 his underlings don't say it, Rob. Where the hell is Mitch McConnell defending the people from January six? We have this primetime crap fest that's coming on ABC on Thursday night, where they're going to show something, Rob. Uh, they obviously have zero evidence, and it's going to be like a mock debate trial, Rob. Well, this is about, it's not about January 6th, it's about trying to get rid of Trump, Yeah, right? It's about trying to villainize and demonize Trump, and that's why you don't hear... hear and his followers. From, right, right, right. That's why you don't hear anything from Mitch McConnell, because Mitch McConnell would be just fine if we get rid of Trump. You know, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. Why, but why are people so afraid of Trump? Because Trump although he has many flaws. And I think I can tell you that I was on to some of them before some of you were even born. I saw some very bad misconduct by him as a corporate raider. And, and sorry, as a bond, bond looter. Bad, bad behavior. And he, I called him to discuss it with him. He yelled at me, he threatened to sue me. Uh, so I, I know he is a very far from perfect person. Did, but, did, tr did Trump really yell at you, yell at you? Yeah, well, he didn't like yell at me and say, call me names, but he raised his voice, yes. Anyways, That's go awesome. on with your train of thought. And, 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 my, and, my, and my, my thought is, yes, he is not an ideal human being. Oh, the only, there's only one ideal human being in the world. That's my wife. And But he caught the mood of America. We're tired of being pushed around. We're tired of being shoved around by criminals. We're tired of being called names and told that we're terrible people when we're not doing anything wrong. We are tired of being treated like dirt when we are honest citizens. What is wrong with the Republican Party for not standing up and saying, we are with you. you we are you. We are not just with you. Well, we are you. Because it's Rob's point, Ben. To completely to Rob's point, it's a brilliant point. It'll go to the DeSantis supporter. It'll go to the Trump supporter, Rob. It, they are they are not welcome in that party, Rob. And they would rather lose and keep the Senate. To them, Mitch McConnell, well, we'll win the Senate, but we'll lose the presidency. He doesn't care, Rob. He doesn't care. And nor does he care about us. Well, well wait, 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 wait. Judah, please. How do you know that? You know how what? Do, you Ben. We how do can you I know can that? I can I give you my can I give you my proof? Yes, yes. Where is he? What do you mean where is where he? Where is he He's, screaming for the people that are in prison? He is not a very good leader or a very good orator. That's there's no doubt about that. I, you but don't even have that, to be. But to say that he is not for uh, a, a president who will stand up for the Constitution, that's going a bit far. I, uh, uh, he didn't stand up for Trump, but go on, Rob. Well, I just wanted to say, first of all, that think about the wonderful world and country we live in, in which the apprentice guy 
was giving the business to the Ferris Bueller guy. <laughs> I love that. And who almost would, and Ben was offered to be on The Apprentice too. Yeah, Ben would have won. I mean, I don't know if he'd have been uh, Gary Busey level good, but Ben really could have been a primetime contender on The Apprentice. I don't want to be, I don't want to be on that show or ever, ever. Didn't want to then. Don't want to ever now. There, there I, is, there is no more Apprentice show. I know. No, I said and, didn't want to then and don't want and, to. And now. getting back to it, there is just for the record, Rick Scott, who should be the majority leader of the Senate. I think Rob would 100% agree. This guy has the mission statement, Ben, that you're talking about. He has the Republican doctrine. He has that Newt Gingrich thing in him. Okay, he's he's a, a really good leader. The problem is, Ben, is getting him out of there, getting, getting him to the top, and it's never gonna happen. Rick Scott actually cares about the American people. He cares about the base. He cares about the supporter. And I don't know what you do. It's a quagmire. And this goes to Rob's point. Even if we win the elections, are the, the conservatives, are they going to actually do something? Well, what can they do? I mean, look, 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 look. What can they do? We, ha we have a situation in this country in which you're simply not allowed to tell the truth about what's going on in America. What's going on in America? We have, let's just start with a few things. We have a violent crime upsurge. A, not, not just an upsurge, but an upsurge of violent scale. You're not allowed to talk about it very much because the great majority of the people doing the violent crime are African-American freedom fighters. If you mention that, if you even hint at it, you're a racist. And that's the worst thing you can be as a racist, which is to say a truth teller about race. You're not allowed to say that no matter what. Okay, so what? Do, what? What? Can, if you can't say the truth about that, what can you do? I mean, we have we have a situation where we essentially have where we essentially have a very good percentage of the population of America in rebellion against America, and those people are largely not entirely by any means African Americans. We're not allowed to tell the truth about that. So what, once you once you cannot tell the truth about that or act on it. What can you do? No, there's, there's, you know, again, it's, uh, Rob, this is the dilemma. This is the, the dilemma going forward with conservatives. I'm glad we have Doug Mastriano, the, the guy running for governor, because he was at January 6th. And we'll get to ask him about it on Thursday night. And it's, 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 Rob, where are these conservatives where are these republican leaders i guess we could we'll, we'll ask it the, to the to, till uh the day ends but they're nowhere to be seen rob and it's a frightening thing well establishment republicans hate conservatives i mean uh who was the guy the guy representative from michigan who's uh retiring who said we've got to win make sure we win a lot of uh seats because we have to counteract the conservatives uh, if we take the house, I mean, they are adamant. I think Fred Upton was the guy's name. I think yeah, Fred Upton. Uh, and, he, and he said, we've got to make sure we win all these seats because we know there's going to be some conservatives that win and we don't want them to have a say. I mean, they, look, they hate people like us. I mean, that, that's why well, I'm just, why, why, well, let me ask you a question, Robert Kendall. Why do they hate the base? Why do they hate the real Americans who want the constitution? Because I, I think the Democrats and Republicans, there's minimal difference between them, and they're just mad 
they're not they're only thing they're mad about is that they're not the one doling out the favors but why are they well, that's a restatement of the question why 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 is anyone look the constitution has worked unbelievably well it has been the most wonderful governing document there has ever been in the history of nations why would anyone be opposed to it why would anyone hate it because they're uh, in many cases elitist authoritarians so they do not well that's a very good answer and you're giving them too much credit ben you're giving them credit that they love the constitution like you do but i would venture to say if there was a competition i mean if there was a Mitch McConnell, Ben, doesn't love the Constitution like you do. He doesn't. These people don't love and cherish this country, Ben Stein, like you do. You have to take yourself out of the equation. And remember, these are people that like power and like to stay in power. And they look at us as a threat to that power. And that's it. it, 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 it Trump undressed them all for, for who they are. And, and, and think about it, Ben. January 6th happened, what? Not, I mean, the, the nothing of January 6th happened a year and what? Six months, five, seven months ago? What is Rough, it? This roughly, roughly a year and five months ago. And they have a primetime special on it, Ben, on Thursday night. You have no Republicans coming out and screaming about this is insane. You have none of this. And this goes to Rob's point. It's almost like they don't mind that it's happening. Oh, they're afraid. They're so afraid. I mean, it's interesting. I have a, a very close friend, uh, uh, not as close as she used to be, but a close friend uh, who was, uh, and I was uh, telling her something that she had done that I thought was quite uh, badly handled. And she said, you're scolding me. And I said, this was over the phone, and I said, well, honey bunch, human beings sometimes get scolded. Well, this, this I'm afraid, is exactly what's happening with the political parties in this country. The Republican Party does not want to get scolded. The Democrat Party does not want to get scolded. Mr. Biden does not want to get scolded. Uh, people in positions of power in this country do, do not think that they are within the law. They think they are above the law and they should not be scolded. Rob? Uh, I think I think Ben's touching on a point that that I think a lot of people believe that these that these people think they're above the law. They think the law does not apply to them. And look at like how do so many people go into Washington, regular people, and come out millionaires? How is that possible? Why would someone spend like take a guy like John Corzine? Why would somebody spend? Well, oh, he was million? already no, he was already fantastically rich. Right, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, on on top of that, why would a guy spend fifty million dollars of his own money for a job that pays one hundred eighty thousand dollars? Because he wanted, because he, he thought he would get even more, and and he undoubtedly will. And but but I mean, he was already either the head of or the deputy head of Goldman Sachs. He was already fantastic. I think it's rich. safe to say the Pelosi's have have are king of the hill as far as their net worth well, but uh, i think i think but i think uh, rob is, is bringing up a, a very very important point which is that there is a terribly powerful link between having really big time wall street high tech kind of money and running the country i mean people uh, like uh, the ordinary citizen who's working on an assembly line uh, or working uh, at a fast god forbid at a fast food store uh, th those people—they really don't count for anything anymore. I mean, it's—it's it's an astonishing thing that they really don't count for anything anymore. There, there used there was a saying during the Civil War 
by the uh, Confederate soldiers who are so fighting so incredibly bravely, although on such a bad cause. Uh, and they were, their saying was that this is a rich man's war and a poor man's fight. And uh, I think that that has uh, become sadly true of the Republican Party and maybe of both parties. That it, uh, it's uh, it's a, it's just the, uh, just now a clique of very rich men and women who uh, and also non-binary who are run who run the country now, and the, the rest of us uh, are just uh, sitting off in a corner under a uh, shade of. A, uh, billabong tree eating our veal. I want to put this into perfect perfect perspective, Ben. Your well, father perfect is, is very rare. Your father is a is an American hero. God bless you, sir. God your father you. did his job, and ran and and for for love of country, not for the paycheck, not for anything. He did it for. He served Nixon. He served Reagan. He served presidents. He went overseas. He served Israel. He served, he served whoever came calling for love of country, love of constitution, Ben. These people aren't Her Herbert Stein, and they aren't the people of that generation, Ben. Something, something, something a sick has gone on. And where, where we, when we talk about the swamp, it's a, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's a never-ending cesspool, Ben. Of, of and it's not. And it's, it's not just a. Uh, it's not just a. Uh, what should I say? A, a, not that syllogism is the word. I mean, it's not just a phrase. It, it really is true. It, it is sort of a swamp. But it's interesting to me and wifey. Uh, wifey and I grew up in Washington, and uh, when Washington, when we were there. Washington was a small town, and and it had very few big buildings. Uh, and uh, now it's a gigantic, gigantic, enormous place with many, many, many skyscrapers. Why? Because people found out they could make so much money by leeching off the federal government and by getting the federal government to throw money their way. And that is a, a story, the story of how Washington, D.C. sucked all the money out of the rest of the country and, the and life. made so many people there rich. It's an interesting story. And the life out of the country, too. And Rob, the reason I brought up his father is because sometimes it, it, it's kind it's, of it, when you grow up like with Ben, like how Ben did and you see the people, you know, there's a great story, Rob, when in, during the 73 war. And I know I exaggerated, but Ben and a few of his friends, uh, Ben's father and a few of his friends used to uh, knock on Nixon's door a couple few times a week and beg him to help Israel. Well, not and a few times, maybe not. A few times. Ben, let me exaggerate it, okay? Because I get chills even exaggerating, even though they did it once. And 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 Rob, those are the days. Those those days don't exist anymore. You don't you don't have people serving for, for the most part in these in these senators in these for for love of country. And it's hard. It's really hard when you grew up in an era, Rob, when people really served because they loved the country, Rob. Yeah. So think about this. Charles Grassley won his primary tonight. He will be 89 years old when he's elected this fall. He will be 95 years old when his term ends. No one that is 95 years old or anywhere close to it should be serving in public office. Why? Because you've been there forever. Go home. <laughs> but the point that is, is it's like it stopped being about the country, right? I mean, to what you're saying, yeah, it's about you at this point. 
Yeah, it's like it's it's like uh -oh, literally. Robert, you are such an innocent child. It's always in politics, not about the country. It's about you. It's about it's it's always about you. Maybe maybe George Washington, maybe Thomas Jefferson. But for all, in almost all other cases, the politicians do it for themselves. They're not doing it. Yeah, for, but Ben, don't you for, think it's gotten a, a Ben? Don't you think there were some people that did? You think Richard Nixon? Richard Nixon did it. I mean, he might have done it. I mean, yes. he he did he, it for he, love he of country. Not, he did not make a dime. He Ronald did not Ronald make Reagan could have easily gone off into the sunset. Okay, there. I mean, Trump yeah, didn't. Trump true. had no need. Or, or want it, this has done nothing but hurt him. And by the way, a new poll came out, which is very interesting, uh, to show you the January sixth thing. Trump's favorability ratings of people believing that he had nothing to do, that it wasn't his fault. They've done such a bad job. It's at like fifty-six percent of Americans don't think he played a part in January sixth. Well, so, I don't think he did. I yeah, mean, no, I think we. We, if you read the speech, and which I, I think, as I've told you a million times, I think I'm the only one who actually read the speech that he gave. Uh, he didn't. He didn't incite anyone to do anything. He no. said over and over, "Peaceful, peaceful, peaceful." And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And we are, I want to remind everybody: please subscribe to our email, benstein.substack.com. Hopefully uh, tomorrow or in a few days, Ben's new piece uh, will be up from it's spectator.org, but you can go to spectator.org and always throw a few shekel their way. And with reminder, Thursday night, we have Doug Mastriano, hopefully future governor of the great state of Pennsylvania. We will be asking him why people in Pennsylvania cannot count. And uh we are joined tonight, of course, by Mr. Emotional himself. I thought that was sort of funny, uh, but nobody laughed. Nobody was paying attention to the Judah. Sorry, we, I don't, sorry, I don't, I explain me, Joe. So they can't count ballots. But that's just the Democrat wheeler dealers. No, this was actually the, this, this I, I, I think was the Republican. The 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 the, the balloting <laughs> Rob that the balloting mix up in the Senate race and I believe came from the Republican Party I want to say somebody could stand to correct me but we were joined by Mr Emotional himself Rob Kendall from ninety three one WIBC and of course America's living legend Benjamin Jeremy Stein icon iconoclast barely and, living barely living and Ben oh, Stein stop. has got to. Uh, run off and shoot up some heroin now. I'll be right back. You guys continue talking. I'll be right back. Uh, 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 <laughs> Rob, interlude. Uh, well, it is fascinating, isn't it, that like everything now in Pennsylvania is a wreck in terms of counting ballots, including about whether people can't write the date right i mean like yeah. there's instructions on things there's a way you do things for a reason and why do you have the law if you just throw the law out no you're completely right by the way if you can't figure out and i mean listen and this goes to every time you say this you're called a racist or you're called something but if you can't figure out that you need to put your the date on that on that ballot if that's like the litmus test and you can't pass you shouldn't be voting I mean, it's just as ridiculous as saying, you know, that it's too much to ask somebody to show a photo ID when they go to vote. I mean, it's just it's uh, it's wholly ridiculous. But that's how you get mass mail in unaccountable voting, which gives you the freedom and flexibility 
to come up with whatever votes you need to come up with whenever you need to come up with them. Yeah. And getting back to it, I, I, I do. I would do you do you do you keep the calls from Indiana? Because I would love to hear what people are going through because they got to be scared to death of what's going on this summer. Well, yeah, the pro- the thing about Indiana, though, is like we have voter ID. We have the things we you know, we have there's early voting. I, I don't know. You feel Judah. I think unless you're in the military or, uh, you know, disabled or whatever, that really you shouldn't have early voting. Like we talked about this on the Right Dudes podcast. I'd be open to having a, a national holiday as Election Day. But you got to vote on Election Day. That way you don't have the excuse of, hey, I got to go to work. No, I couldn't vote. No, I agree floss. with you 100 percent. I agree. I think dental I think, floss, dental floss. I agree with dental you. Floss, dental floss, dental floss, dental floss. I, 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 dental floss, dental floss, dental floss, dental floss, dental floss, dental floss. Ben, you realize we could hear you. I know. I'm, I'm trying to tell my nurse that I desperately need dental floss. I feel some kind of something between my teeth and I need some dental floss. Okay, we, we'll end the show in a couple seconds and you will- No, I don't want I don't want to end the show. I want to know why it is that this country was doing so unbelievably great when I was a child and then now and now is so difficult. And I want to know in particular, I watch Perry Mason every night with my wife, the world's greatest human being. And a lot of the pictures are pictures of Los Angeles in the late 1950s and early 1960s. The sidewalks are immaculate. The sidewalks are clean. You can eat off the sidewalks. It was a famous saying that I remember from my childhood that you could eat off the sidewalks in Los Angeles. Now it's filth. What the hell happened? What the hell happened to our beloved Los Angeles? When I moved here to glorious LA, June 30th, 1976, flew coach. I got out of the plane. I went up to my hotel, modest hotel. And I was next to a whole bunch of scary looking women in Mercedes sedans. They were the toughest looking bitches you ever saw in your life. I was so afraid of them. I started to cry. And when I got to my hotel room at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, which is actually a very nice hotel, the phone was ringing. And it was my then very close friend, Pat. And she said, why are you crying? And I said, because the women here are so scary looking. And what happened? What the hell happened? Why are people so scary looking? And why are the streets so dirty? Because mental illness and because uh, we don't treat the mentally ill, Rob, in this country. We've discussed this. There's absolutely zero treatment. How do you treat these tough bitches in their Mercedes sedans? How would you treat them? I I can't tell if you're being serious. I am very, very serious. I'm surrounded by them in my neighborhood in Beverly Hills. I live in a very, very nice neighborhood. How would you treat them? They're they're incredible lunatics. Uh, I I don't know. I would imagine a psychiatrist. uh, They can't do it. Believe me, I know lots of psychiatrists. They can't do it. Some heavy medication. I didn't know this was such an issue. Um, <laughs> Rob's trying not to have a conniption, uh, but I didn't know this was a major issue for you, Ben Stein. It is, a, 
it, it is not a major issue for me right now because I'm now in my fabulous house in Beverly Hills. I'm turning off the phone now, uh, and I am about to rest and then make an incredibly good meal for my wife, the saint of saints, the world's finest human being. But I will tell you that there are a lot of scary, tough-looking people in L.A., really, really, really scary and tough. And there, there, there were there were some there were some in Beverly Hills when I first moved here, but by and large the streets were clean, people were friendly looking. Now it's like a freaking jungle of terrifying looking people. It's uh, it's uh, listen, it's a jungle out there. To quote the great Randy Newman. Uh, <laughs> And on that note, uh, again, mental illness, mental illness, mental illness, and family and God and structure, Rob, is what we've lost. Well, and there used to be a lot more dental floss than there is today. And uh, I hope Ben finds his dental floss. I found my dental floss. And this is absolutely what people love about the show. And remember, Thursday night, we have the future governor of California, Doug Mastriano, on. Uh, he, he I want to go to something more important than just uh, even than this very important, Mister 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 Future Governor of the Great State of Pennsylvania, and that is, didn't anybody at the White House study economics? Didn't anybody there study basic economics and learn what it would what would happen if you cut the supply of oil drastically within your own country and had to rely on hostile countries? For oil, didn't anyone study even basic economics 101? Didn't anyone study the origins of the Constitution to understand why it is so incredibly important that we have a Second Amendment, why it is so incredibly important that we have freedom of speech and the right to assemble and protest? What happened? What did Was there some secret order that went out that I was not aware of that taught, said people were not allowed to be taught in schools anymore? It's a great question you ask, and uh, the answer is obviously no. Uh, the answer is obviously no, Ben Stein. It's it's a it's a perfect question to end the show on that note because I I don't think there's an answer. I don't uh, I think other than absolute destruction of America and the belief systems in America is my humble opinion, Ben. And on that note, I want to thank Rob Kendall. Uh, Mr. Emotional himself from 93.1 WIBC. Rob will be back in a couple weeks. He's taking a few weeks off for himself and vacation. So let's wish Rob Kendall well in all his future. And we will see him very soon. Yeah, that's it, Rob. You don't say goodnight. Goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it my turn to talk? Yeah. I was very, very focused on making sure Ben had plenty of dental floss. That was my sole uh, purpose. Anyway, yes, I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Wait, uh, are you going to be bringing back dental floss from wherever you're going? Uh, I will make sure there is plenty of dental floss wherever I'm at because I carry it with me at all times. God bless you, sir. God bless you. And of course, remember, Ben Stein does Substack.com. You can find Rob every day, 9 to noon, WIBC. Of course, you can find BenSpectator.org. You can find me, Rob, and a few other, and Gary Collins at TheRightDudes.com. And Ben Stein, please take us out. We are soldiers 
in the army. We have to fight, although we have to die. Oh, we have to fight on children till the day that we die. Oh, well, my mother was a fighter. She had her hand on the gospel plow. But one day she got weary. She couldn't fight anymore. She said, I'll just stand here and fight on anyhow. Well, we are soldiers in the army. We have to fight. Although we have to die, well, we have to fight on children till the day that we die. And I will finally say, I am really lucky guy to be married to my wife. Beautiful way to end the show. God bless you. God bless America. God bless the Ukraine. Have a great night, everybody.